This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy birthday. Yes, indeed. Welcome in to the uh, All Saints edition of the Black and Blue Report. It is today, uh, Wednesday, November the 1st, All Saints Day, the birthday of the black and gold. Clay, I'm so glad we have a podcast today uh, so that we can wish you all the best and, of course, congratulate the Saints on their birthday. I'm Sean Kelly. Welcome in, everybody. This is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, and we are coming to you from Studio B at the Oscar Sports Performance Center. We'll have a, a birthday thought or two regarding the Saints, and we'll also talk Shark Tank and how it relates to the Saints a little bit later on our show. Nate Laurie is a former Saints tight end who has now gone into business and found himself, he and his partner, on Shark Tank this past Sunday night. It went well, and uh, we're very happy for him, and we're uh, pleased that he is willing to join us today to tell us a little bit about his product and the story and the experience of being on the hit uh, ABC television show. It's also game day for the Pelicans. The homestand concludes tonight, and a very good Minnesota Timberwolves team will be in town. It, it being Wednesday means Wesley Wednesday, and that's how we'll get you ready for tip-off between the Pelicans and the Wolves tonight. David Wesley here coming up. And, of course, uh, today is also Game 7 of the World Series. Of course, uh, on my way home from the Pelicans game tonight, I will first check out Pelicans OT on my radio with Daniel Salerson. And I will be checking out, hopefully, the end of an exciting Game 7 of the World Series. Um, I'm kind of glad that it is Game 7, by the way, because I can't take too many more nights where I'm staying up way past my bedtime uh, to watch what has been a really uh, fun World Series uh, between the Dodgers and the Astros. Hard to believe, by the way, this will be the first ever game, a World Series Game 7 at Dodger Stadium. They've had, I think, seven World Series played there. Uh, but this will be the first time a Game 7 will be played there. Uh, it'll be a big-time atmosphere. So hopefully at the Smoothie King Center as well tonight. As a matter of fact, I don't want to delay too much longer. As I mentioned, we're going to go Saints and Shark Tank here in a little bit. and uh, But up next, David Wesley to uh, get his Wesley Wednesday visit in in studio this week as we uh, really begin a very busy Wednesday. Drew Brees talking, with the, or talking from the Saints locker room later on. You'll find that at NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, John DeShays will have a practice report later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com. And, uh, and, of course, you've got us as well. So stay with us. David Wesley, Pelicans, Wolves, next. In 1907, Dixie Beer was a balanced, refreshing lager brewed with love and top quality ingredients, it would grow to become something that connected us. The neighborhood beer of every New Orleans neighborhood. And now, Dixie is back to that 1907 recipe. Original and reinvented, just like its hometown. Visit DixieBeer.com to learn more and always drink Dixie responsibly. Dixie Brewing Company, New Orleans, Louisiana. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Let's continue on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report with the as-promised Wesley Wednesday segment. Unlike the last two weeks on the road at some coffee shop somewhere in America, 
here today, Studio B at the Osher Sports Performance Center. David, good to see you. You at least have coffee with you, unlike uh, our coffee shop environment of the last two weeks. Yes, I'm enjoying a cup of community coffee that I made myself, and it is fabulous. <laughs> All yourself, did you? Yeah, I made it myself. This okay. Is, this is my personal blend and, and, and brew here. I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. What would we call your flavor? If, say, community coffee wanted to come out with a, a David Wesley branded flavor... I have to give that some thought. Yeah, there's got to be a, a a flavor out there that represents me. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would there be four ingredients to match your former jersey number? Uh, you're on to something. Maybe. We're, we're, hey, you know what? I'm that, trying. I'm working here. That's going to give me something to think about going into today's game. Is what would my coffee brand be, and how many ingredients, and all that kind yeah. of stuff? But four sounds good. That's a good start. Good start. Okay. Yeah, it might be something to do with four, as in the coffee name. So yes. We'll think about that. Okay. Of course, next week we'll be back in a coffee shop on the road again. Yeah, that's 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 our spot now. No more lobbies. We've stepped our game up. We're bringing you the best from the coffee shop. Yes. Yes. Today they'll studio B. Yes. And we'll work on the flavor and the name. Yeah. Shortly. Pelicans back in action tonight. It is game day. Minnesota is here. I've been eager to see this Minnesota team after the offseason changes they made. David, I'm also eager to see what this Pelicans team does after, well, falling flat on Monday to start or excuse me to um, to start the new week. Well, I you know I I I too am ready to see this Minnesota team because young, exciting, athletic talent they have. Uh, Butler, Wiggins, Towns, all just killing it far. I think Butler is still the kind of the glue, the the veteran of this young team. Uh, of, so he's kind of the glue of this team. And, and certainly um, when he doesn't play, which he missed two games because he was sick, uh, they didn't play well when he's there. Even though he's not scoring like he did in, in Chicago, I think he's a very integral part of what they do. The Pelicans, on the other hand, and I was looking at a stat, uh, or looking at the standings. Nine teams in the West, three and four, or four and three. Five teams in the East are four and three, or three and four, and one of them being three and three. So everything's kind of bunched up. Nobody's running away with it, so to speak. Um, Boston, after losing two, wins five in a row. So right. they're kind of getting in their kind of role. But other than that, you know, there's no reason to panic just yet. They have to come out and play well. Little flat, little uneven offensively. The Pelicans were um, last game, and and it's going to be one of those things that they're going to have to work against when it gets a little bit tough. Do they go one on one, or do they continue to pass and collectively get baskets? And they scored forty points in the second quarter, and then thirty five for the rest of the game. They can't have nights like that. Okay, um, how do I phrase this? Well, I'll just come right out and say it. Obviously, the Pelicans have not learned the lesson of being consistent in their effort, in their execution, night after night. Not just the big nights, you know, Boogie's return to Sacramento, home game against Cleveland. They didn't do it on a Monday against Orlando. And by the way, Orlando's not bad. Let's, let's throw that out there. That lesson, how hard is that to learn collectively as a team? I think it's very hard. I, I think it's very hard because naturally – Nationally televised games, big teams, Golden State, they played well. Cleveland, they played excellent. Going back for Cousins, 
you know, kind of reunion with his old team. Those are the ones that are that are naturally good. They're they're you're getting up for those. The key, and that's what makes good teams good, is they find ways to win on a Monday against the bad teams and against Dallas Mavericks at this point. They find a way on a Monday, on a Wednesday, to get up for those games and make sure that they take care of business. For this young team, that's what they have to figure out how to do. <clears throat> consistent effort, consistent ball movement. Defense should defense travels. So if you're going to defend, it sh you should be able to defend every night. And as long as you're taking good shots, then your defense has a chance to get back and get set. And it is a difficult thing to get, but that's where they got to get to, that consistency overall. All right, let's role play if you don't mind. Okay, let's do it. I know you're kind of into that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> be I'll be Joe slash Jane fan. You be player. Okay. Okay. I'm Joe Jane fan, and I say, what do you mean you can't get up for a game? You're getting paid a gazillion dollars. It's not like you're you know working eight hours a day every day. I don't I don't understand how you can have a game like you did on Monday and then you come out and say, well, yeah, my energy just wasn't there or. You know, hey, I wasn't feeling it, or we need to be better at this situation. Joe Jane fan, that's a really good question, and I appreciate your question. <laughs> uh, what I would say is, yes, everybody's natural thought is to, you're getting paid millions of dollars, and this is what you do for a living. How can you not get up for a game? But it's the same as anybody's work. Okay. Everybody hates Mondays, or they got a case of the Mondays. And their energy is not like it is maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Some days at work, there's something going on. Everybody's excited. Everything's going on and, and you come to work, you're ready and you're getting stuff done. Maybe you have something to look forward to. In an NBA season where it's 82 games, the natural thing is, who are we playing? You know, what day is it? It's a long season. How many games have we played this week? And sometimes you have to figure out a way to manufacture your energy and excitement for a game on Tuesday against the Dallas Mavericks. And consequently, a lot of times you don't do that and you get smacked in the face. Still an NBA team and still capable of playing some good basketball. You got to take every game serious and you got to get up for every game. It's just hard to do when you're trying to get your energy going, even though, which a lot of people don't understand, just because I have money in the bank doesn't mean that I feel better today. I can't not be sick because I make millions of dollars. It's the same thing in trying to get up for a game. Yeah. And maybe that's why Joe or Jane Fan maybe felt better on Tuesday this week when DeMarcus Cousins says, I get it. Yeah. And I take the fall here or I take the I take the onus on this because yeah, I mean, we all fight those things, but I gotta I I gotta try and not let that happen. And and DeMarcus Cousins, great. Great leadership, great thing to say, hey, I'm taking this onus on me. But every guy on this team needs to look in the mirror and go, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we have to play better because it, it's so important that they collectively do this. And certainly DeMarcus is coming off of two monster games, and then he had kind of a – I mean, there's a lot of people – He's still had a double-double. I was going to say, a double-double <laughs> with seven assists. Right. I mean, he almost had a triple-double again after having a triple-double. So – but he knows that this team needs him to score. He didn't score well. Um, and this team needs him to defend. And so collectively, defense, defense is going to be important for, for all of them. And uh, when they're up and down effort-wise, it's hard to play good defense. Yeah, and I know it's one game. 
one game. I don't don't want to hear that, but it is. Uh, And by the way, Orlando is better than I thought they were. Yeah. Well, Well, I kind of knew. And then when I got to see him in person, I thought to myself, oh, that's going to be trouble for not just the Pelicans, for others as well. Well, you know what? Something that was said to me just uh, about an hour ago, I was talking to Danny Ferry, and he said, you know, some of this is, you know, what's going on with the Pelicans in injury, five guys are out, and scheduling. Now, you can have a team that comes out and they're 6-1 and one and start drinking the coffee and get beat up after that, or you can have a team that's kind of middle of the road and knowing that they need to work, staying kind of grounded and and determined to get better. So, you know, Anthony Davis has missed two games. Yeah. You've played your first two home games against Golden State and Cleveland. So the schedule is not really in the Pelicans' favor, and they're three and four. They can get back to 500 tonight. So there there is some positive going forward and some things to be um, – kind of upbeat about when it comes to this team. Okay, I agree. Isn't it interesting, though, David, that in the first seven games, we've kind of seen the very great Pelicans, and then we've also seen the really rotten Pelicans, all in just the span of these first seven games? And and it's interesting because of that is is you, as fans, you start getting up, and then they lose a game, and you go, oh, my goodness, here we go again. So – even as fans, it's an 82-game season, and players are told this from the time they get in the league all the way through. It's a marathon. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. I would say that to the fans as well. Don't fall apart over a loss, and don't get all giddy over a win, even if it is against Cleveland, because if you look at Cleveland, they're 3-4, and four, I believe, too, um, and not playing well. So that Cleveland win, it's good, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Orlando loss is bad, but it's not awful. So just kind of stay there, and if this team can start figuring out some things and, and winning some games ugly, it could, be, it could be a decent season. All right. We'll talk about the road trip upcoming here in just a second. I do want to wrap up tonight uh, a conversation about tonight, you know, this very key home game against Minnesota. Let's, let's say this. Let's say to uh, go back and going back to Joe and Jane Fan here, uh, Pelicans lover and all that, let's say they get the opportunity to sit with you in the television broadcast position tonight. Um, what homework would you give them uh, and, and kind of a primer so that they come prepared to have a good conversation with you as this game progresses tonight? Well, I, I think you're you're talking more stat stuff. And stat or observations, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, first of all, I tell you, tell them to watch, um, one, how well they're passing the ball. Uh, are there, is there a lot of one-pass shot possessions or are there multiple pass, multiple drive possessions Mm -hmm. that's the first thing i'd watch because when they do that they're killing it like 40 points in a quarter 35 points in a quarter also turnovers one game this season they had 11 turnovers every game other than that has been 14 plus i believe or pretty close to that last game it was 20 Mm. for 25 points if this pelicans team which isn't you know killing it right now offensively they can't give up 20 empty possessions and expect to be decent teams. So those are the two things that I would specifically tell them to watch. If there's a lot of bad shots, guys are going to be able to run out, get easy baskets, long rebounds, transition, those kind of things um, right now I think are glaring when you watch the Pelicans. If they do one thing, they're good. If they do the other thing, and you just talked about we've seen the very good and the mm-hmm. very bad, 
I think all those things kind of play right into that. Okay, good, perfect. Um, the road trip between now and next Wesley Wednesday, uh, you'll go on the road here for all of it. So uh, at Dallas on Friday, Chicago's involved, Indiana's involved. Don't forget Toronto on the road trip, and actually I think we'll probably visit in an international coffee house next oh, week. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. I got to look. You got to look to see how that plays out. A- a- anyway, just your thoughts on on this upcoming road trip because there isn't a team on that road trip that really scares me. Toronto's old. Toronto's salty. Be, yeah. Um but you know, at the same time your road record hasn't been all that good and right. you're going out east and it's somewhat unpredictable. So what what do you kind of kick around here when you think about what's ahead between now and next Wednesday. So it's four games? Four-game road trip, yep. Four-game road trip. I, I would say even it's on the road. The Pelicans haven't played well, you know, on the road. Three and four is a good road trip. Three out of the four. Yeah, three out right. of the four. Yeah, three and one would be that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, three out of, the, out of the four would be an acceptable road trip. Anything less than that, to me, you're not gaining ground. It is against the East. The East is not normally that tough. These teams aren't playing that well. These are the t- these are the games. If you're going to make it to the playoffs, and not just squeak in, if you're going to make it to the playoffs, you have to win three out of the four of these games somehow, some way. Ugly, nasty, grind it out, kick down the door, find a way to win these games. Uh, and that's how I would look at it. Now, they may be thinking, hey, if we go two and two, that's a good road trip. I don't agree with that. I would... I would say that anything less than three and four, to me, would just be okay, not a good road trip. Okay. Dallas first, then Chicago. I, I think you got to have those two. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yes, have sir. to have those two. Yeah, and, and Chicago's on a back-to-back, I believe. So um, it could be tough, but it's got to be done. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. Enjoy the coffee. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Enjoy the game tonight too. I, I yeah, like I like, too. like kind of as we started. I'm 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 excited about this one tonight. I am too. Yeah, and and certainly this would be a good win here, and then go get Dallas, Chicago. I mean, you can start seeing where uh, before the season, everybody's talking. Hey, if we go these first twelve, six and six, that you know that would be a good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Will you win these next three? You're at six and three, with a chance to maybe go seven and whatever, and yeah. eight and four, and blah, blah, blah. So this could be uh, a good little stretch of games and, and certainly uh, something the Pelicans need. Yeah. Hopefully a nice table setter tonight, that's for sure. Would also make for a winning homestand. The Pelicans would win two out of these three at home, mm-hmm. uh, which is also, I think, important uh, to not only coach, but to anyone else who wants this team to do well. So um, good stuff. We'll see uh, David tonight on television, Fox Sports New Orleans. David Wesley, Joel Myers, Jen Hale. Coverage beginning at 6.30 Central, tip-off again at 7. Obviously, we'll have the radio coverage uh, as well. John Ashage will be on the mic. working tonight? He, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He won't listen this far into the program. So probably not. That. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> hey, stay with us. When we come back, we talk a little Shark Tank of all things. Stay with us. What is big? Big is a ballin', shot-callin', gravity-defying offense and a lockdown defense. Big is you and your posse getting loud and proud. Big is an insatiable appetite for winning. 
Come see the Pels post up against Blake Griffin in the Los Angeles Clippers Saturday, November 11th at the Smoothie King Center. Visit pelicans.com for tickets. New Orleans Pelicans, do it big. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back in on this Wednesday, the birthday of the New Orleans Saints, and we're going to roll in birthday and ABC Entertainment and Saints alum all into one here. As I mentioned, it involves the Shark Tank, too. So with that being said, finally, we've reached our visit with Nate Laurie today, former tight end for the Black and Gold. Nate, first of all, hi, and, and it's been a long time. I hope folks are familiar with your time here in New Orleans. I want to say what, 05-06, NFC Championship was coming, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, been a few years, but uh, first off, thanks for having me on, Sean. I'm, I'm pumped uh, to be uh, speaking with you today. And yeah, yeah, those were some fun years uh, back uh, when I was playing with the Saints. I got there at the end of the 05 season. That was the last four weeks of that, that Katrina season when the team was displaced in San Antonio and then came back when uh, to New Orleans with, you know, with Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees when they first came in and um, yeah, that was just uh, that was a pretty epic season. No uh, doubt. In, in, in my career. And, and, and in some ways, it seems like forever ago, Nate. And in other ways, it's like yesterday for a lot of us still. <laughs> it kind of feels like yesterday for me, too. Um, by far my fondest season, just because of what the city was going through uh, back then and uh, having, having some new guys come in and no one expecting much of us and then us just coming out and and kind of going gangbusters uh, through that season and uh, really expected to go all the way. So, yeah, it was a ton of fun that year. No, you're, you're certainly a part of a foundation here that uh, that lasted for quite some time and is still being, I think, uh, re-put together in some ways. Uh, and all you have to do is look at a couple of the folks that are left from that team and, and what this team is doing here so far with five straight wins. More on that in a moment. First, though, things first things first. Nate was on Shark Tank this past Sunday night, and lo and behold – uh, not often will an injury uh, spark an opportunity, um, and it did just that. Nate, you were injured. It was a back, and you came up with a new way to, I guess, make what was already, I think, a common piece of therapeutic, sporting good type equipment and make it better, and then now you've been on Shark Tank and the thing's taken off. So uh, congratulations, and, and maybe if you could – Share the story of what Brazen, your company, has done and why all of a sudden it, it ends up on Shark Tank here this past Sunday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been kind of a fun ride. So, yeah, when, actually, when I was with the Saints, uh, I ended up with a, a bad back injury. So, during that NFC Championship game, um, I was actually watching at home, recovering from a spine surgery, and I uh, got into that off season and, and was really wondering if I'd, I'd be able to get back on the field. And, um, you know, through the recovery process, I kind of learned how to use the foam roller. I had used them before, but it wasn't uh, like a, a normal part of my routine and was kind of taught how I could, uh, I could use it to really help me to keep my body aligned, uh, take care of my muscles, make sure certain muscles weren't too tight and pulling on my back and, uh, I essentially had to, to rely on it and use it on a daily basis just to make sure my back was healthy enough to get me back on the field. Um, got picked up in training camp that next year uh, with the Bengals and, and ended up playing another five years of football and was using a foam roller the entire way. And 
Love the product. Uh, but I would travel a lot in the off season, going to different gyms, uh, just traveling with my wife. And I wouldn't take my roller with me just because they're, they're bulky and they're a pain to travel with. And I really wanted that. I didn't want to, you know, set myself back and looked for all the products out there in the market. Couldn't find anything, uh, that would really meet my needs. It'd be kind of a real foam roller that I could easily travel with. Uh, and I realized there was a way to make it collapsible and portable. Um, and that kind of spawned the idea and I, I kind of, you know, filed it away for a couple of years while, while I finished out my career and um, start, started picking it back up after retired, just kind of built a prototype in the garage, tinkered with it, and, and just kind of messed around with it for a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, got to the point where I wanted to go for it because I, I, there was still nothing out there, and I thought that the product could, could be really cool for people. People are using foam rollers all the time. Uh, and why not make something that is more portable and easy to use so people can use them more consistently? And that was really the thought process. And, um, yeah, got it off the ground, kind of did a soft launch with the Kickstarter uh, in, in late 2015, did production all through 2016, and finally got our product sent out at the end of 2016 and early 2017. And, yeah, through that process, um, kind of gained a little bit of notoriety behind the product and, I got put in touch with the Shark Tank producers, and they were interested. In it. They liked the innovation side of it. Um, you know, the the backstory of kind of how I came up with the idea, I think, was was pretty intriguing. And uh, yeah, got got involved in the process, and it was it was kind of a whirlwind. Uh, it was like a two month uh, deal to to get on, and uh, from when we contacted them to when we were finally sitting there in front of the sitting there in front of the sharks pitching. Um, it was, it was pretty quick. So, uh, and then, yeah, a couple months later it airs and, and here we are today. So it's, it's been pretty exciting and pretty fun to get the product out there. Nate, you know, leaning back on your playing days, uh, preparation is everything. How did you prepare to be on Shark Tank? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of the, the same way we would prepare for a football game. We just drilled. Um, so we knew kind of what we wanted to say. Um, and, we had our pitch down. We worked on it. Uh, we worked on it a ton. And um, but you never know. It's 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 just it's really a lot like football. So I mean, my my football career definitely helped me, I think, prepare for something like that because it is intimidating. You're standing there in front of you know five uh, from hundreds of millions of of net worth to billions of net worth uh, entrepreneurs that have seen a ton of pitches. They're incredibly sharp, and you have to you have to be on your game. Um, and it, and so it's it, you go into it with kind of this expectation. It's kind of like your game plan. And then as soon as you get into it, they just start rattling off questions, and and you have to quickly you know change and and, and adapt on the fly. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of it was similar to a football game in that in that regard. Did you have a shark in mind, or were you open to anything? We, I mean, we were open to anything. Um, I think going in, we really thought that Mark Cuban was our, our target, uh, just because it is a good fit. Um, and for some, for whatever reason, I never did find out why he bowed out early. Um, but we had so much interest from the other sharks that we were able to kind of uh, generate a little bit of a, a bidding war in competition there. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. And then it was just kind of deciding uh, which team, if you haven't seen the show. Uh, we had two teams of sharks uh, that that had paired up, and we had to pick 
uh, pick the right one. You know, I, I got a little nervous when you and your partner stepped back for a moment. Um, and then you, and then you picked the girls. Uh, why did you pick the, as you called them, the Sharkettes? We picked the Sharkettes just because they're such a great fit. Um, so Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, uh, self-made billionaire, uh, incredibly impressive, uh, kind of entrepreneurial career. And then Lori Grenier, uh, does wonders with, with physical products. And yeah, we just felt like they were, uh, the right people to partner with. Amazing. What happens now? I mean, that's always the thing. You see the show, you see a great idea, you're kind of like dazzled by the mechanics of it, and then, of course, they just move on to the next thing or, or next week's show is coming your way. So rarely do we get an update or rarely do we get to talk to somebody like yourself, Nate, and find out what happens when you walk out of that, that studio. Right, yeah, there's a process. Um, uh, after that, it, it the show um, finalizes, and then you go and uh, you finalize the deal. Um, and then from there, it's just, um, you know, continuing to run your business. And uh, it's it's really a process of we know we're going to get this exposure from the, the Shark Tank. You know, how do we take the best advantage of that, and how do we put ourselves in the best position uh, to, to use that as a springboard Um you know, it, it gives us such a great platform to let people know about our mission. And that's really what uh, is exciting for me. Uh, you know, I, I had this injury when I, when I was going through it, you know, even playing with the Saints, I, I fought that, that, that injury for a long time during the year. And I was, you know, I was gritting through practices and, and games. And um, <laughs> I remember being on uh, out in pregame. I think we were playing the Eagles maybe. And I was our backup long snapper, and they like had me go out and do some some long snapping uh, before the game, and I could barely get down on my stance, like snapping the ball through my legs, 15 yards back, it was just excruciating. And I was like, if we have an issue where our long snapper goes down, I'm gonna, it's gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be in, in real trouble here. Um, but I was, you know, I was I didn't want to let that pain get in the way of you know my career and my dreams and that you know, what we were going through that, that fun season. So I, was, I just kept pushing through it. Um, but that pain is, you know, it's tough to deal with. And and so kind of from that, I've, I've taken on a mission of really helping people uh, move better, feel better, creating tools that make uh, that easier for them. And um, so I'm excited to, you know, the Shark Tank is an awesome platform to just get that mission out and to have people kind of find out about us and what we're doing. So that's been fun. Yeah, I would have known nothing about it. Uh, as much as I traveled, Nate, with both the Saints and the Pelicans, I got to get my hands on one of these. What does what is, what is distribution look like now? You know, for a guy like me or anybody else that now has heard this this interview and, and loves the idea of a foam roller that they can actually put into their backpack or their suitcase, uh, can is it something that they can go to the store and get now? Or what? You know, how does this now move forward for you guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the easiest way to get it right now is just through our website. So it's brazenlife.com, B-R-A-Z-Y-N-L-I-F-E.com. We, uh, you know, one of the things that also comes with the Shark Tank is a lot of exposure, and we've we've gotten a a, a huge uh, bump in sales, and uh, that that part's been been pretty awesome. But it's also put us in a a tough spot with our inventory currently. So we're working on production now, um, and really, uh, you know, we're still – we're still kind of in that startup mode where we're, we're scrapping and we're trying to use what we can to, uh, to get out in front of production and anticipate demand. And, uh, but 
with uh, with where we're at right now, we'll, we'll have product uh, at least in early January um, and be back in stock and we're taking pre-orders. So yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting time. Two weeks ago, uh, you could have bought, we would send it, you know, two days later. Now we're, we're three months on back order. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool process to go through and, and see how all that goes. And, uh, you know, we just have to, to, to take care of our customers now. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations. Hey, Nate, before I let you go, you played not only for the Saints, but you played for the Buccaneers too. Those two teams will see each other this Sunday. You care to hazard a thought about this weekend's matchup? Uh, it's, it should be a good game. I, I like what both teams are doing right now. Um, I, I would have to say that I'm, uh, secretly a Saints fan, um, just because of, of that 2006 season. And, uh, but like I said, it was by far the funnest, uh, year of my career. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've been impressed with the Saints this year. You, you start off losing the first two games and, and you rattle off five wins. Um, that's hard to do. That, that really speaks to, uh, you know, Sean Payton, I think, and, and the experience of Drew Brees and, you know, guys that have been through it, don't panic um, and and know that, you know, that the system works and just to stick with it. Um, so I, I always have a hard time uh, voting against the Saints. Uh, Buccaneers do look good. They're, you know, they have a strong offense. So it's going to be a tough matchup and uh, I'll, I'll keep my, my final prediction myself, but I think I'm leaning towards the uh, the black and gold. Uh, you're talking to the right audience here, Nate. Good work. That'll help, that'll go a long way with you. And uh, I, it sounds it sounds to me like you're going to be incredibly busy uh, moving forward. But if you can sneak back and and come see us all, we'd love to have you back here for a weekend. Oh, uh, it'd be great. Yeah, I, I try to get back to New Orleans whenever we can. We still have our, our spot in the in the warehouse district there, and we we try to make it back at least once or twice a year because. Uh, we do love we do love the city. Awesome, awesome! All the best to your great family and and the product and and we'll be looking for it uh, here soon enough all over the place, Nate. Awesome! Thanks so much, John. Who dat? You got it. Who dat? Former Saints tight end Nate Lowry, now a Shark Tank success story. Uh, the company's called Brazen Brazen Life, as he mentions the is the website. The product itself is is I think it's the morph. So uh, it is basically a collapsible. A studded foam roller that is very, very useful. So that's a good way to end our, our podcast on this Wednesday. Again, thanks to Nate Laurie and, of course, David Wesley for Wesley Wednesday regarding the Pelicans and the Timberwolves in their game tonight. Again, happy birthday, all of you Houdats. Uh, it is All Saints Day, and, and so hopefully we'll get uh, a great start to the work week as the Saints are just now getting off the practice field. And we'll be, uh, we'll be in the locker room and share some of that with you as we move throughout the week. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report.